Please stand clear of the doors. Hey, man, no, this is our first time back to Magic Kingdom. We're all together here at Trisha. You know, I can't wait to come go in the corner and see the castle. Oh, man, it's good. Yeah, photos. I can't wait to get photos. Oh, wait a minute. What? What? Is that it? Is, is that a cake castle? What have they done to the castle? Welcome to episode 68 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Today we will be giving the his on Cinderella's Castle. So I'm super excited to go ahead and introduce our special guest today, Trisha Dab. And we, uh, you know, a couple, probably like, I would say a couple months ago, we did a virtual spotlight together mm. and we had such a great time uh, talking about some of the things that she's doing with Disney and uh, some of the books that she has written about Disney, and she writes for WWW Magazine. But uh, yeah, first off, can you tell us a little bit about your love for Disney? Uh, well, I would say that my love for Disney started probably like really turned into a fandom when I started writing in 2017. But prior to that, I did make a couple of trips. And uh, to play on Jen's background there, I actually got to see that castle in the 90s. It's the first time I really remember seeing Cinderella Castle. I saw it when I was younger at three, and then um, I did a trip in the early 90s when I was maybe nine or 10. I don't remember Cinderella Castle from those trips, but I do remember walking into the park when I was in college and seeing that and going, this is different. This is not what <laughs> this normally looks like. Yeah. So uh, so that's really, I would say really those started uh, in about 2017 when I decided to start writing about Disney. I had an idea for a book. I reached out to a publisher. He said, I like it. And that's kind of where that all started. And, and since then, I now have five books about Disney World. And as uh, Joe mentioned, I also am very excited to also be writing for WDW Magazine now. Um, so I have a monthly column in their print. Uh, and I also uh, write for their blog every now and then. That's super, oh, very nice. Yeah, that's super cool. That's, cool. Yeah. that's really exciting. Uh, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your books? Is your books are, I mean, I feel like your books, it's almost like, they prepare you for the trip. And it can be kind of overwhelming going to Disney oh, yeah. Disney World for sure. You Especially know? if you only have three days. Exactly. You know, if yeah. you're not an annual pass holder, right. uh, you know mm-hmm. that hey, I can go on three three attractions, you know, I can go ahead and go here. I don't I don't need to get everything all in. I can dilly dally. Exactly. You can dilly dally, <laughs> right? But it can be overwhelming. I don't have to prioritize. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, right? So I feel like your books kind of help you they help you with your trip to Disney, right? Yeah, it's it's really fun. So, so this is my first book. Um, this is called the not so evil stepmom and most magical place on earth. And so I'm a stepmom. And so playing on the whole, all stepmoms <laughs> uh-huh. with Disney are evil. So I'd like to say I'm not so evil. And it's funny that you talk about prioritizing. So one of the reasons I wrote this book was that we have a big family. Um, we have a blended family, about 60% of families in the U S and I think something around 40% around the world are blended. Mm-hmm. So most guidebooks, some of them really didn't kind of speak to that. And so that was really the inspiration for this book. And one of the things I put in here is about prioritizing. Uh, I did a trip, I planned a trip for uh, 11 people in 2015. Nine of us were staying in a room together on property. (laughs) Even that alone, to try to find rooms at Disney that will hold nine people, uh, not all two bedroom villas will. So that was another learning. 
But uh, one of the things I have in here is talking about prioritizing, especially when you're going with a big group of people, you are not going to be able to do everything on everyone's list. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have some tips on that. And then my second book, which I think is still really probably most people's favorite is Tasting the Magic from A to Z. And this one's all about the food. Um, my publisher reached out and said, hey, I like how you write about food. Would you write me a book about food? And so, uh, sure. <laughs> and that's where this one, this one came from. Uh, it was really fun to research. And then uh, starting in 2019, I've actually started a new series. And so really speaking to what you guys were saying before about prioritizing and then how to narrow. Um, so this is the Story Comes Alive series. It's a five book series. So three of the five have come out. Um, now is not the time to put out a guidebook about Disney. Mm -hmm. uh, so the other two are, are kind of delayed until the world finds its new normal. Let's <laughs> go with that. But um, basically what these are is a guide to experiencing everything for your favorite movie or character around mm -hmm. Disney World. So it's not just meeting the characters, but it's also what resorts have the most Cinderella vibe? Um, where's the best place to shop? Where are good places to eat? And these ones uh, are probably the one that I hear the most about that help people narrow. Uh, so I had someone who was planning her very first trip to Disney with her kids and she was like, I'm so overwhelmed. And I said, well, who's your favorite character? And she said, Cinderella. And I said, okay, just look in this book, which is Disney princesses and frozen and plan your trip around seeing everything Cinderella. And she was like, you just took this giant thing and narrowed it down to something I can find manageable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. That's something I do really kind of like about your books for sure. Is that like I don't want I don't care about the other princesses. Just give me Cinderella, right? <laughs> that would be an interesting way to go to Disney is focus on just one character and do everything that character has at the parks, and just do it that. Like I've never done that. Is go to a, a park and be like I'm gonna focus on this kind of character only and do only that kind of character stuff. That is a kind of yeah. interesting concept. Yeah, I was yeah. actually going to say the same thing that just I've never thought of it that way. But if it's something that you're really, really into above and beyond anything else, I guess that would be a kind of a unique approach to, you know, tackling going and, and doing your trip like that is just focusing on it. And it gives you a sense of direction to start with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep, definitely. And, and for a lot of the characters that have a lot. So we're in Jasmine here. And so I don't know if you can really see and I don't know. And Joe, you might be able to put this in the show notes, but um for characters that have a lot you'll see i actually put a list at the end and the other thing i include in there is things that are specific seasonally because as you all know as big disney fans there's a lot to see certain times a year that yeah. you know depending on what month you go so there's a lot of other neat uh supplementary things the disney tree trail for christmas time for example is one of my favorite things to go see and it's such a great way to really just kind of fan all over a certain character or movie and it's one that um and it's free it's yeah. something at disney that's free yeah. free um and so it you know that that could be kind of a nice way to spend a little bit of an evening or you know a half a day or something is is to kind of go and explore yep that tree trail yeah and they get you with that free stuff because you go there and you're like you know i'm gonna go to people always like oh disney they charge you so much for everything right mm -hmm. but they get you to go there for something free like that mm -hmm. and then you're like you know hey we got this awesome experience you're in a good mood it's free 
I'm just gonna go over here and go buy like you know some ice cream to make this like extra special or something like that with your right. family, and then you end up spending like thirty bucks. That's how they get you. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, that's how they get you. They do. Come on, man. There's no. <laughs> tell me, there's no other time that you've been to Disney and you're uh-huh. like, oh no, I didn't spend that much money today. And right. all of a sudden you go somewhere and you get like an extra treat. Have you done that? Yeah, Alex? yeah. You plan on not spending any money if you if you're a handle pass holder, you can go there and spend very little, and then you're like, you know what? It's nearly in the day. Let's have some ice cream or a treat ourselves. And you walk out and you go, hey, what? How did I spend that much money? What yeah, happened? it happened. Where did that forty dollars go? Yeah, <laughs> they get you every time. Well, uh, and they've gotten really smart with the tree trail trees. I think for like the last two or three years, they'll put certain ornaments in kind of a special box mm-hmm. on the tree and say like, "You can find this ornament at Disney Days at Christmas." Yeah, right. So you're like, "Well, if it's on that tree, I have to have it on my tree." Yeah, they get you. <laughs> they sure do. Nothing's do done by accident. <laughs> no. <laughs> So oh, very thoughtful. Yes, they are. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about Cinderella's Castle, okay? So uh, first off, what do you, Alex? What do you think about Cinderella's Castle? Uh, it's my castle. It's your. It's not your castle. It's the castle I know. That's the castle you know for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you show me a castle and it looks similar to Cinderella's Castle, it's Cinderella's Castle. I'm not gonna pay attention. I don't know the difference between Cinderella's Castle and Sleeping Beauty's Castle, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's because you, you that's that's it's your castle, like you're exactly. saying. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, uh, Sleeping Beauty's castle is a lot, uh, it's a lot smaller too. I believe. Well, in like Significantly real life, smaller. yes. Yeah, but I'm saying just an image. Uh huh. I don't know if I can tell the difference. Honestly, you don't. Th- you know? I don't know. I mean, uh-huh. Maybe I'll do a test after this. We, we're gonna have to. Over. We're gonna have to do a test. <laughs> okay, uh, Jen, what do you think of Cinderella's castle? Well, I, I mean, it's iconic, of course. Everybody kind of remembers the first time that you, you know, turn the corner yeah. on Main Street and you see it right there in front of you. And another layer of that is, you know, once your kids are old enough to kind of like lay eyes on it and you see that in them too. So, yep. And uh, yeah, how about you, Trisha? What do you think about Cinderella's Castle? It, uh, kind of like Alex, it's, it's the castle that I've I've seen. I really, of all the other castles around the world, I'd really like to see Shanghai. Yeah. I think it's so neat how they incorporated uh, the animals as the years and then um, also have the seasonal story aspect with the princesses. But uh, I definitely love, too, the, the, the details that are in the castle. Uh, and I think it's interesting yeah. that it's pink again. Because mm-hmm. there's always been that confusion. I, I don't know. You guys have probably seen it. Like you'll see someone post on a blog, and they'll be talking about Disney World, and it'll be Sleeping Beauty Pink Castle. And so I have a feeling that 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 confusion is going to just vastly increase now that they're both pink. And, mm-hmm. and and which one is which? And I've even had a couple of times I'm like, oh wait, no, 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 that's Cinderella. That one's Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Let's get to the his on Cinderella's Castle. Cinderella's Castle is the fictional home of Cinderella and Prince Charming. It was first seen in the Disney animated movie Cinderella. There are two real-life Cinderella's castles, one in Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom and the other in Tokyo Disneyland. Magic Kingdom opened on October 1, 1971, debuting the fairy tale castle in real life. Twelve years later, Tokyo Disneyland opened, also revealing the replicated Cinderella's Castle. Cinderella's Castle has become an icon for the Disney company and is well-known by all Disney fans. And we kind of touched up on that, saying mm-hmm. that is that Cinderella's Castle is the is the icon for Disney, right? Yeah. So we kind of talked about why, saying that, you know, Disney World, this is where, it's Disney World, this is where people are traveling to. When you're going to go and book a trip to Disney, they're going to come to Disney World. You know, Disneyland's mostly for, like, the locals, I guess you can say. 
I didn't know that in Tokyo Disneyland that there it's it's a replicated Cinderella's castle. I had oh, no yeah? idea about you that. Didn't know that. Yeah, I had no idea, which is kind of cool. Does anyone know Shanghai? What castles at Shanghai? I I don't know. It's not one specific. It's actually they have it separated, so it's actually to represent four different princesses and different seasons for different princesses. Oh so wow, that's pretty cool. Elsa is winter. I want to say there's four i think it's tiana rapunzel uh elsa and anna and then one other one um so it's a slightly different setup in in design than uh-huh. being specific to one princess like like disneyland tokyo and, oh, and Disney that's World. pretty cool that is cool that's really awesome it's a nice little take yeah that'll be fun to do a history on that one to kind of see the how they change and when they change so well, i think she she means like you mean like from different perspective, like if you come from the north of it, it's one. If you come from the south of it, it's another. Is that what you mean? Um, it's the the. My understanding is the design with inside of it, you see the different seasons. So there's, I believe, there's stained glass and there's design elements inside of the castle that reflect that. And then on the outside, I don't think it's specific to one, but I feel like I want to look that up now. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Nia. No problem. No, I think she's right. I think that that castle wasn't. It wasn't made to um, represent one specific princess or movie. It, there was there was multi layers to it, if you will. Yeah, it's um, it's actually called a storybook. Yeah, enchanted storybook castle. Yep. So it's not it's unique in that way. It doesn't represent just one Disney princess. It represents them all, and then it also includes. Uh, Elsa and Anna in there that they're not officially part of the Disney princesses Mm because Frozen is its own franchise. When Disneyland opened in 1955, it brought with it real life fairy tale moments. One being walking up to Sleeping Beauty's castle. It became an icon for the park and for Disney. So of course when Walt Disney decided to open up a second park, there had to be another castle built to welcome the guests into the land of magic. Walt Disney chose Herbert Ryman to design the real life version of Cinderella's castle. Cinderella's Castle is first seen in the classic Disney movie Cinderella, released in 1950. Ryman, of course, modeled the castle after the one from the movie, but he also used real-life castles as inspiration as well. Eight castles inspired Ryman, Palace of Fontainebleau in Paris, France, Mosna Castle in Poland, Alcazar Segovia in Spain, Chateau de Chamont, Chabat, Pierrefonds, Chanonceau of the 12th and 13th century, all in France. And of course, the biggest inspiration, Nischwanstein Castle in Bavaria, Germany. Nischwanstein Castle was built in a style called Castle Romanticism or Romanesque. It also contains elements of neo-Gothic architecture. Nischwanstein Castle is located near the village of Huenschengo in southwest Bavaria, Germany. It was commissioned by King Ludwig II in the mid-1800s. Like the older, more practical castles, Nischwanstein does have a prominent rectangular tower, but it also boasts several cylinder towers that are also featured on Cinderella's castle. The exterior is peppered with windows, turrets, and decorative chimneys, and the courtyard even boasts several frescoes. Decorations like these would not have been practical in an older castle, which were designed for defensive purposes. The French-inspired palace was painted muted gray with blue color schemes highlighted by gold accents. So, Alex, I need to know. Yes. Okay, so let's just talk about this for a second. Yes. How many? How long did it take you to record that history? It took me a bit to look those up and try to figure out how to say them correctly, and try to figure out so how I can say them correctly. You had all those fun German words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The French ones were hard too, but it wasn't that bad. No. Okay. It was better than my Spanish, that's for sure. 
So these castles, have anyone seen these castles and pictures of these castles that the uh, that I mentioned earlier? I mean, no, I know it's probably not known. You don't know the names for sure, but I'm saying like there's like eight castles that this is based off of this castle that we have. And uh, but the 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 German one is the one that it's mostly based off of. The yeah. other ones are just a little bit. So I could be in, wrong. In on Nishvanstein, you'll actually see in Soren. Yeah, show, I was just gonna say they show Nishvanstein in in Soren. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's the um whenever every single time that I go on Soren and I see, it, I'm like, oh, there we go. That's that's where it's based off of. Yeah. It only took 18 months to construct the castle, even though the building looks like it is made from brick. It is actually made of 600 tons of steel braced frame construction to make up the inner structure and is encircled by 10-inch reinforced concrete walls. Most of the exterior is a very hard fiber reinforced gypsum plaster supported by metal studs. There is much less fiberglass used than is commonly thought. Fiberglass was used for the more ornate exterior walls of the upper towers. Roofs are made of the same type of plastic that computer monitor shells are made from. Towers were raised by crane welded and bolted permanently in place. The castle is surrounded by a moat, which contains approximately 3.37 million U.S. gallons. However, unlike the drawbridge at Sleeping Beauty Castle in Disneyland, Cinderella Castle cannot raise its bridge. There are three elevators inside the castle, one for guests that go between the lobby of Cinderella's royal table and the second floor restaurant's seating area. The second elevator is in Tower 2, which is left of the drawbridge and is used by restaurant staff. The third elevator is in Tower 20. The clock on the front of the castle uses Roman numeral IIII instead of IV for depicting the number 4. The Roman numeral IV was not used until after the colonial period, and the original Cinderella story is based on the 1967 story. That's pretty cool, huh? That is cool. That's a really interesting fact. It is. Where, where's the third elevator go? Does that one go to like the, the room? I don't. I don't know. I couldn't find out where the third ele- went, elevator went. I looked it up. I couldn't figure it out. I th- probably the suite. I imagine. I think it does have its own elevator. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, the suite. yeah. So it have to be the suite, huh? Probably. Man, I would love to say in that suite. Yeah. It'd be sweet, yeah. huh? It would be. It would be really sweet to say <laughs> in the suite. <laughs> I just love that that was at one point in time a call center. Can you imagine? Yeah. It was going to work. Gonna go take. Gonna go uh, work in the castle. Oh uh, yeah. Answering the phone. <laughs> <laughs> they had to be like, they, yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone know how to stay in, in that suite? You have to be a yeah, special guest. Lots of money. Lots of money. No. Celebrity. Or you have to win it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They also do like some of like the Make a Wish and and that yeah. type of thing. Sometimes they'll do those. Yeah. I, so I, maybe for the maybe for the fiftieth they'll they'll make it so you could because you could win it because I think they had that with the twenty fifth the year ooh. of a million wishes and one of them was you could stay in there. Yeah, I saw that somewhere. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, it's in the history. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get. I'm gonna I'm gonna go like every day. I'm trying to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We used to um, walk around and kind of like try to scout out the people that were given out. The wishes, you know, because sometimes you could see them walking through the crowd, you know, they were like a little more official looking and, you know, straighten yourself up a little bit more and, you know, kind of look like the little model family, like, hey, pick me, pick me. Like, oh, hey, this is so magical. I wonder what could make it more magical. Like, real loud. (laughs) (laughs) This is like the best day ever. Originally, a guest suite inside of Cinderella Castle was planned for Walt Disney and his family to stay at while visiting Walt Disney World. Walt passed away five years before the park opened, and the suite remained unfinished and used sporadically as a call center or dressing room. 
In 2005, it was announced the suite was to be finished into a lavish 650-square-foot royal bedchamber that could accommodate up to six guests. It was available as a prize during the Year of Million Dreams in 2007 celebration, taking place at all live in Disney Park. An overnight stay in the apartment was a prize randomly awarded to a guests at the four Walt Disney World theme parks in downtown Disney. Today, the suite is reserved for VIP guests of Walt Disney Company, celebrities, and giveaway winners. Past celebrities that have stayed here are Tom and Surrey Cruz in 2012, Kevin Jonas and wife Danielle in 2010, Neil Patrick Harris, husband David and twins in 2013, and Katy Perry in 2014. The suite is about 30 feet or 9.1 meter below the level where the zipline cable that Tinkerbell flies on for the fireworks show is attached to Tower 20. Access to the cable is only by ladder. The Cinderella Castle suite is impeccably decorated. It features two queen beds retrofitted with fluffy feather sheets, mosaic floors, beautiful portraits, a glass slipper, and a very unique grandfather clock. What makes this grandfather clock so unique is that it doesn't actually work. It is permanently stuck at 11.59 p.m. So you think anyone's going to fix it? I don't think so. Why? Why <laughs> is it stuck at 11.59? So you don't go to the next day and you, so have, you live your dream it, forever? Exactly. It's so the magic doesn't end. But it really does end. Yeah, so the clock won't strike midnight. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. You know, but I saw someone online sure. and someone said, I saw someone online go, if Cinderella's shoe fits so well, why did it fall off? Because it's slippery, man. It's a glass slipper. But it fits her foot perfectly. That's true. I mean, feet sweat. Yeah. But it fits perfectly. Like, well, maybe she's nervous. And maybe it was like, I don't know. I don't know. She's That's like a good cold, point, I guess. She's got clammy feet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the um, the 2012, the Tom and Surrey Cruise, when they stayed there, that was the time that um, we saw you, them. Oh, oh yeah? yeah? Yeah. Go ahead and tell that story real quick. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a Blizzard Beach story. That's What's, not you, it. So you're going to save that memory for Blizzard Beach? I will save that memory oh, for Blizzard Beach. Oh, we got to do that next, next week, Blizzard <laughs> Beach. <laughs> but uh, he was he was very nice. He was, it, we actually spent quite a bit of time talking to him for, you know, considering that you're walking around a park and whatever. And uh, he was really, really cool with us. So, yep. And uh, every year, when was that? It was it kind of be summer, right? It was a summer, yeah. It was a summer so trip. every year on Facebook, you know, that picture pops up for a memory, and I always see him like, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny. I couldn't find any more celebrities. I don't know why it stopped at 2014. I don't know if they stopped letting celebrities stay there. I don't think so. There, um, I've seen it used for some of the um, like social media influencers. Like, there's um, the family that did the 30 days, 30 stays at um, Disney World. Oh, yeah. They got they got to stay um, in the castle. So I remember that one was probably within the past couple of years, and that's the last time I've seen that. Other than giveaways, isn't John Stamos allowed to stay there whenever he wants? Another uh-huh. thing. I don't know. I'm sure Let if me- you're a celebrity, you get to you can basically call and you know depending on your celebrity status. I think the only thing, though, it seems like something I'd want to stay, you know, kind of one night. Because mm-hmm. once you're in there, you can't, not like you can just get out and wander around the park. Uh, sure. They, they probably have someone sitting there making sure <laughs> you don't, true. right? Yeah. You can't, you can't like, leave whenever you want. I think it comes want. with a, a butler, right? I would, have, yeah, I would think so. And I do think I remember reading somewhere it's in somebody's um, review of, you know, maybe they wanted or something like that, that it was one of those things that... Um, that, like you said, that there's someone stationed there to make sure that you don't. And once you're in, you're in kind of thing. Wow. In the walkway to the bottom of the castle is mosaic designed by Disney artist Dorothy Redmond and created by a team led by the world-famed mosaicist Hans Joachim Scharf. 
The murals depict the tale of Cinderella using 500 colors and a million pieces of glass. Many of these murals have real silver and 14 karat gold fused in them. Smooth-faced Venetian glass and rough surfaces, traditionally used by Italian craftsmen, were incorporated into the design. It took a team of six people two years to complete the 15 by 10 foot pieces. Inside the castle are a few places guests can visit, one being Bibbidi Bobby Boutique, where little boys and girls, ages 3 to 12, can be transformed into Disney princesses or a shiny knight. Inside, guests can receive a so-called Disney princess transformation. They can choose Disney princess makeup, one of three hairstyles, a manicure, a sash or gown, tiara, wand, and shoes. This location opened in September of 2007. The original location is at Disney Springs. This transformation usually takes 30 to 60 minutes. Cinderella's Royal Table is a restaurant inside the castle located on the second floor, and guests can take the circular stairway or the elevator to the restaurant. This restaurant was formerly called King Stefan's Banquet Hall. Imagineers wanted to give the restaurant a regal name, and since there were no well-known characters from Cinderella, they decided to choose the name of Sleeping Beauty's father, King Stefan. The name was changed on April 28, 1997, in order to not confuse tourists. Once inside the restaurant, children are referred to as princes and princesses, while the adults are referred to as lords and ladies. Cinderella's royal table serves a delicious regal banquet, with main courses ranging from roasted chicken breasts and tenderloin of beef to chef's fish of the day. This is also the location of fairy tale dining at Cinderella's royal table. At breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Cinderella greets all guests in the castle foyer, and during the meal, Disney princesses circulate among the table. So has anyone eaten at Cinderella's royal table? Alex? I have not. Oh, you have, Trisha? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Um, we ate there in 2005, and we we liked it. I remember certain parts of the food being really good. If I remember correctly, it was cold in there. It was huh. kind of the Disney Arctic air conditioning thing. Um, but you can get a really amazing view of fantasy land if you sit along the windows so it's it's um that piece is really neat because you really just kind of get to get this really it feels like this old village um -hmm. from that view a little bit um but yeah we it was before jasmine's costume changed so i remember that because we were there with three boys (laughs) um and uh yeah i remember there was i remember there was one I think it was in the appetizers that we, we really liked, but it is it is not the cheapest character meal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I actually prefer seeing Cinderella at 1900 Park Fair at Grand Floridian because you see Cinderella, uh, Prince Charming, the evil stepmother, and the evil stepsisters, uh-huh. and the villains always have more fun. Right. So it's they they like scream at each other across the restaurant and they like mess <laughs> with the prince and it's it's really fun. Uh, how was the elevator ride? Was it a cool elevator? Was it a big elevator? Well, so we were there during Christmas. So that was what was really neat is uh, we have this great picture of uh, our daughter who now is uh, in her 20s, very, very like shyly looking at Cinderella, like, oh, I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to go over, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think sometimes sometimes it can be a little intimidating. But um but yeah, she had this beautiful Christmas tree next to her. And if I remember correctly, I think we took the elevator one way and then took the stairs the other. So I would definitely say 
if you're going do both because uh, uh-huh. the elevator is really fancy but also the stairs like you feel very royal like walking mm-hmm. down this you know very fancy stairs oh they're fancy stairs yeah i just pictured like yeah. concrete stairs on the side i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> yeah, no, no, i'm pretty sure if i remember correctly they're like carpeted inside oh that is fancy were you, memory serves were you like picturing- and they also have themed food there oh yeah what mm-hmm. what uh so all theme cinderella um not all of it so hold on let me look uh in the book here because i remember writing about it um so they have you have to order in advance but they have a chocolate slipper dessert which Ooh. is like a white chocolate slipper Ooh, white filled chocolate. with chocolate mousse yeah that sounds pretty um, good they also have a jacques and gus whipped cheesecake dessert and then they have a clock strikes 12 um and then they get kind of fun with some of the other names you know is kind of the uh the kingdom's catch of the day with kind of the fish of the day and that mm-hmm. type of thing um and then they also do the wish uh they i think they, if they remember correctly they put a little star on your table and they'll grant a wish oh. during the meal uh, alex let's just go back to these stairs real quick okay yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like the fire escape is what you're talking about. Like the hotel stairs. Do you think it's like a hotel, like fire escape stairs? Like it's not even a nice it's not even the nice stairs in a hotel. You're talking about the ones that's like an exit? The, like the ones on the outside. Yeah, why would you think that? I don't know why. Yeah, just, like, at, like at the all-star hotels, <laughs> yeah. like the, you know, yeah. concrete ones. I don't know why. So yeah. they, so they take you, so they take you up in the grand elevator and then <laughs> when it's time to leave, sorry, you gotta go out the back <laughs> stairs, buddy, get out. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Cinderella's castle remained unchanged for a long period of time until 1995 when the spires were painted a deeper shade of blue. In 1996, for Disney World's 25th anniversary, the castle received an elaborate transformation into an enormous pink birthday cake. The castle was covered with 400 gallons of pink paint, 50 gumballs, 30 lollipops, 4 stacks of lifesavers, 16 gummy bears, 12 gumdrops, 16 red candy hearts, 16 green candy stars, and 26 birthday candles, and over a thousand feet of inflatable icing to decorate the mega-sized dessert. The extremely loud and colorful decorations stayed for two years until 1998. In 2004, when Stitch's Great Escape was being debuted, the castle got a unique overlay. Stitch TP'd the castle and even graffitied it with Stitch is King. This was only on the castle for one day. In 2005, Cinderella Castle was changed for the worldwide celebration of Disneyland turning 50. The castle was outfitted with a mega-sized mirror that displayed pictures of other castles. The spires were decorated with gold spirals and figurines of Disney characters. 2007 was the first year Disney World began decorating the castle with the icicle-inspired Christmas lights known as the Castle Dream Lights. In 2014, these holiday lights got a frozen update which changed it from being lit up by the fairy godmother and instead being frozen by Elsa. In 2011, Cinderella's castle celebrated its 40th year and unleashed some new cutting-edge technology. Disney projected images onto the castle with the help of 3D scanning and projection mapping, which was called The Magic, The Memories, and You, which ran for a year. So I love when they do things like when they have like Stitch kind of, you know, mess up the castle and then um, Anna, she did her frozen stuff to the castle. I kind of like when they do things like that Mm because it makes it like new, I guess you can say, you know? Yeah. You know, the more and more you look at the castle, uh-huh. the more I like it. At first, when I first see it, you know, it's behind Jen's like head, you know, in Zoom right now. Yeah. Uh, you kind of look at it, and you're like, oh, that's, that doesn't look very good. No. Right? But the more you look at it, it's kind of awesome. False. You don't think so? No. 
What do you guys think? Did you guys see it? Did you see it live? Any, all of you? No, I don't, I don't remember. You don't remember? No, it? I don't think so. I, I think I would. It. I think I would. I would have remembered it. I have pictures of you in front of it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Me and uh, my husband. I mean, we weren't married at the time, but so, but uh, and, you, and you didn't like it? No, I it I, it wasn't anything. I didn't look at it and go ew. Yeah, it was there for two years. Huh? Two years. It's a long time. Can you imagine going I think there? I remember feeling relief, like, oh, thank God they're changing it back. Yeah, really? Well, and it also, I mean, it, keep in mind, see, this is before Instagram and Facebook and all of that. So you you have in your mind this castle that you've seen on movies right. and photos and all sorts of stuff. And then you go there and it looks nothing like that. Like, man, I've been catfished. And, and I, the one thing I can remember <laughs> is multiple people just being like, what is that? Right. <laughs> you know, just you're walking down. I mean, just imagine you turn that corner on Main Street and you have no idea what's there. And it's it's a different element of surprise than something like funky, like, you know, Stitch doing his thing yeah. for a little bit of time. And this looked very, this was very permanent looking. Um, yeah, it and, totally looks different. Like it totally looks different than what the castle should look like, I guess. Yeah, it just, it's not a castle. It's a giant pink balloon cake. Yeah, and I can see and, how people would be kind of upset about that. I mean, it definitely yeah, it, makes it one way or the other. You either love it or you hate it. With there being such an iconic symbol of Disney culture at Walt Disney World, of course Disney had found a way to allow guests to get married in front of the castle at the East Plaza Garden in Magic Kingdom. This special ceremony starts at $25,000. If you want to know more about the wedding options at Walt Disney World, go back and listen to episode 29, Disney's Wedding Pavilion. At the end of every night, the castle is used for a few variations of the castle projection shows. Celebrate the Magic, which ran from 2012 to 2016. In 2017, Happily Ever After Fireworks Show incorporated the projection technology on the castle throughout the show and remains the current nighttime spectacular. In summer 2020, the castle was repainted with dark blue roofs with gold trim accents along with darker stone. Most evenings, some guests will get to see the kiss goodnight. This is where Roy Disney's dedication speech is heard along with music and lights going off on the castle. This occurs about 30 minutes after the park closes. So after after the park closes, for sure, you know, and they're still kind of kicking people out. Right. That's when that goes off? Yeah, apparently. I don't know anything about it, actually. Probably been there like once and twice when it closed, I would say, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so. Yeah, I'm never there past like nine, so I wouldn't know. I've, I've seen it twice, actually. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. Both times I had no idea what the heck it was. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is different. Like, it's colors and, like, geometric shapes. And it's, it's really, oh, really pretty that it cha- starts to change colors. And um had no idea that that was what it was. Uh, but I, I've seen it sometimes. So one, one night after Happily Ever After, we went back and did the Tangled Lantern photo. Mm-hmm. And then by the time we made it back up front, that was when it was going. So I think sometimes, you know, if it's one of the things where maybe – Happily ever after is at eight or nine o'clock and the park is open till 11, maybe for extra magic hours. They, they play it in between that time period. So mm. I think maybe sometimes it's after it's closed, but uh, usually it's, it's a chunk of time after um, happily ever after mm-hmm. or whichever nighttime show they're showing is gone. I'm interested in checking that out for sure. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool, you know? Not going to lie. I'm kind of always so tired at the end of the day yeah. that I, 
it's never on my mind to stay and hang out. But now I would like to. Yeah, me only, too. Only way. if we're staying out there, though. Yeah, exactly. I'm not I, I, like you can kind of go back to the resort, take a nap, and then come back. Yeah, I think that's something that I'll be interested in. Well, if you're staying at the castle, it'd be really easy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be seeing it from a totally different view. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine staying in that room and they do projection light. And you're like, I'm trying to sleep in here. (laughs) Who's going to try to sleep? (laughs) Hey, I'm going to go ahead. and Listen, I'm staying in the castle. I'm going to bed at 6 o'clock. I'm using this room. Okay? I'm going to sleep in it. I hope they have blackout curtains. (laughs) They're calling the butler. Uh, can you get them to turn those lights yeah, off? It's really yeah, sure. annoying and loud. Can you not? Can you turn that off, please? I swear, I hear fireworks every couple minutes. What happens in the room if there's a button? <laughs> and if there's a uh, a button in the room where you start the show and you can end it. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be fancy. It? Yeah. Alex would be like, start it thirty seconds later. That's enough. I'm done. Yeah, sh- everyone's like, "What's Shut going on right now?" Go home. Go go home. Your voice comes out <laughs> over the speaker. Go home. <laughs> The park is closed. You can use your voice. Yeah. Your your voice. Your history voice. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. You're doing do it. <laughs> the park is closed. <laughs> Tokyo Disneyland has a carbon copy of Cinderella's Castle at Magic Kingdom. In front of the castle is a large stage where some of Tokyo Disneyland's biggest live shows take place. The castle is also occasionally the star of a spectacular show at night. It would also have displays projected onto it. From 1986 to 2006, there was a popular walkthrough attraction called Cinderella Castle Mystery Tour, which was featured inside the castle. In 2006, the castle was repainted to separate it from the Magic Kingdom castle. It now has gold trimmings and a different shade of blue on the rooftops, with the stone painted a dirty pink color. In 2011, the new walkthrough attraction was opened in the castle, called Cinderella's Fairy Tale Hall, which tells the story of the classic film. For a little while uh, at Magic Kingdom, and I get to see this show a couple of times, they had the show Once Upon a Time, and it was actually the Tokyo Disney projection show. So they were showing that when they had stopped Wishes and started before they started Happily Ever After. Interesting. And it was was a really cool show. At one point in time, the, and it was, and it was before you had the projection mapping that you have of Happily Ever After. So if you saw the show, you were kind of like, wow. They can do some pretty cool stuff. Wonder what's going to happen next because they didn't obviously have that in Wishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was really neat. They would make um, the, the wh- one of my favorite parts is they make the entire castle look like it's a honeycomb and dripping with honey and then it all falls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they also, if I remember, had a version of the lanterns. I can't remember all, all the different things. But it was a really, really neat show. I saw it, I know I saw it in 2016. Um, around the holidays for a little while they would show it after happily ever after so if you knew to stick around they would sometimes show it after that for some reason i, vague... I feel like i saw it yeah i feel like i saw that part with the honeycombs yeah yeah my... yeah because there's no there's no poo um honeycomb section in in uh happily ever after yeah yeah i feel like i, I so you probably it it's amazing how many people have have sometimes confused the two because they, they don't necessarily announce Once Upon a Time kind of the way that they've done with Happily Ever After. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's really, it's a really neat show. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. There are currently 27 turrets in Cinderella's castle. However, they are numbered 1 to 29. Original plans called for a total of 29, but the construction of turrets 13 and 17 was scrapped at the last minute. 
Each of Cinderella's wicked stepsisters has her own special facial tint in the mosaic mural. One sister is red in tone to show that she is red with rage, while another is greenish, green with envy, as they both look as Cinderella tries on the glass slipper. It is popular legend that in hurricane force winds, the castle can be disassembled and moved to safety. As most legends go, this is a total myth. It was easier to build the castle to withstand 110 mile an hour winds with more strength to spare. There are more than 40 coats of arms on display inside Cinderella's Royal Table Restaurant. Each coat of arms refers to someone who has played a significant role in the heritage and history of the Walt Disney Company. There are 13 gargoyles on the outside of the castle. During the holiday season, the castle is all lit up with 200,000 LED lights. These lights are so energy efficient that the energy used to light up the lights is the same amount needed to power an average home's clothes dryer. We here at Diz's have a special place in our hearts for Cinderella's castle, since Disney World is our local park. It is an iconic symbol, and we can't wait to get a picture in front of it again soon. You know, there's nothing better than smelling that Disney smell. If it's walking into your favorite Disney resort or entering your favorite Disney attraction. Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company offers an array of Disney-inspired scents in their home fragrance line. Wax melts, scented candles, and room sprays. To bring your favorite Disney scents to your home, check them out at MagicallyScented.com. Has life got you down? Tired of working 40 plus hours a week? Ready for a storybook dream vacation? Check out storybookdestinations.com to book your vacation and get special trip reports and insider information. Don't let planning overwhelm you. Let the team at Storybook Destinations make your plans for your next Disney vacation. Check out storybookdestinations.com to plan your next storybook dream vacation now. Memories, memories. Okay, you guys want to go ahead and share some memories? Sure. Alex, you want to go ahead and go first? Um, I don't really have a memory. I mean, I can't think of any time. I can't think of a, a moment that stands out where it has to incorporate the castle. I just don't. I don't really have one, honestly. Not the time that we were stuck in the rain waiting for the castle show. Was that with? No, maybe that wasn't with you. Was that with you? I don't know. That's my. That's one of my memories, and it's. I think that might have been with Jen. I don't know. <laughs> Which I'm gonna talk about here in a minute. Um. So you don't have any memories? Because pretty much... Not if, with the castle, no. No? Okay, how about you, Jen? You got any memories with the castle? I Actually, I have two. I have my... I have a cool one, and then I have my funny and relatable one, I guess. So um, the, the cool one is that we were... Uh, my husband and I were at um, Magic Kingdom for the millennium. And so we wanted to be in front of Cinderella's castle at the strike of midnight so we got to the park very early in the morning and kind of walked around and, and you did everything because of course the park was at capacity i want to say maybe an hour after the park opened so um you know we were kind of stuck in there all day so you're there at nine o'clock in the morning and you know you ride a bunch of stuff and we were kind of like you know what we really want to be in front of the castle let's just kind of camp out and get a good spot so that was in like mid-afternoon so i think we sat in front of the castle and we were not the only people that did this there was a lot of people um from probably three or four o'clock in the afternoon all the way to midnight wow so that we could have that picture in front of the castle, you know, in 2000. So, so that's the fun memory. And then the relatable one, I just popped into my head and you made me think of it, Joe, because you were there also. And I don't, it was one of the years that 
our Christmas visit and my son was little and it was like end of the day we had park hopped and everyone is crabby and I think I was bickering with my husband over changing my son or something like that and I just lost it and I changed him right there in the stroller and I was throwing things around and I know that totally sounds like me. <laughs> but you know, this is big, beautiful Christmas castle. And I'm like throwing my parent temper tantrum. And I know every single one of you has seen those parents in the park oh, yeah. before where you're like, yeah, I understand that. Well, that was me that night <laughs> throwing a fit. That was in front of the castle. It was in front of the castle. Oh, and I'm pretty sure you were there. Probably. I've been, I, there's some, been so many of those that kind of <laughs> mold together. <laughs> How about you, Trisha? Do you have any memories? I feel as I was kind of writing notes on, I realized like I have a lot of <laughs> some good, some bad. I've watched Happily Ever After from behind a Minnie Mouse balloon. So that was kind of interesting. And then behind a guy who insisted on wearing Star Wars light up ears the entire it, show. It didn't add to the show? You know, it was a different perspective. <laughs> And so I guess it's such I a nice way to say way. it. You know, it's just, and, and I'm not tall, and he was, so it really was just a show through his, his ears. Um, but uh, I think one of, what if, so I have a funny one, I have a sweet one, and I have um, like a mom moment. Can I tell all three? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, of course. Okay. So my, my funny one was on my most recent trip in February. Um, I have the ink and paint dress uh that from the disney dress shop and it photographed just beautifully and it looks great with the castle so i found a photo pass photographer and was doing the whole on main street right outside starbucks photo pass photo and she goes okay so lift your arms up in the air you're in front of the castle yay and then right as she does that and goes to take a picture a duck flies oh, and man. hits her in the side of the head <laughs> oh no so in the photo i'm like and then she's still clicking so I'm like, oh, and then there, so there's one photo of me going, oh, my goodness. There's another photo of a duck butt like right by my head, like it flew just. And then there's another photo of it like flying more away. Oh, um, that's please pretty tell me funny. You kept those pictures. Oh, I, oh, absolutely. I totally kept those pictures. And the crazy part was I was there with a friend of mine who's an AP and she was like, download them now because they find uh, them, they'll get rid of them. She's like, they'll disappear. Oh, you yeah. have to find it out. So uh, thankfully, so so that was kind of a funny thing. So yes, I absolutely like there is a duck butt. Like, That's an awesome right story. I, I was like, that was commitment <laughs> by that photo pass photographer. She deserved a raise. Um, so the show must go a, on. Yes, uh, I don't care. I mean, and it hit her in the side. Of the and everyone, there's a line behind her and we're all like, oh my gosh. Are you okay? <laughs> uh, yeah. So the ducks of Disney, they, they are aggressive. Um, I had a sweet moment. So uh, on the Tomorrowland side of Cinderella Castle, this is a piece that I, I love, is they have a wishing well. Um, and it actually can be a nice space to kind of like get away. There's a bench over there. Um, and the uh, on the bottom of the wishing well, there's actually carvings of Cinderella's furry friends. So uh, Jack and Gus and a couple of the other mice are there and Lucifer. And so this was the, the first time I was in the park with a copy of my very first book. And there was a little girl there dressed as Cinderella, like full, full bippity boppity get up as Cinderella. And so I said, well, can I get a picture of you with this book in front of this castle? And so she actually ended up being the first person to autograph my book. Aww. And I actually have a picture Aww. of her on the bench right nice. oh, That's really cool. Cute, super sweet. And then my mom moment. So um, my older son is a cheerleader. 
and uh, one year he got invited. So any kids who were captains or identified as leaders for their squad got invited down to Disney and they do like a whole Christmas thing. And so, but there were 800 kids and 794 of them were girls. So the six guys just got to really kind of have fun. They didn't make them do the whole choreographed dance. And so they got to just kind of walk in front of all the other people performing and hand out pom-poms. So I have this amazing video of him kind of winding around the side with the castles in the background. And you see, you know, 500 cheerleaders all in red, you know, very Christmassy outfits coming around the corner. And he was there and handing out pom-poms to little kids and, they're all excited. And so that was my, my super cool mom moment. Oh, that's nice. awesome. Yeah. Those are some cool memories. Yeah. And those are memories that will last you forever. Right. Yeah. They'll go down in, in history on this podcast. That's true. Maybe, forever. Maybe, maybe the duck has that memory too forever. That's true. Maybe he's telling his memory on a, on a duck podcast somewhere. There you go, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the memory I have, I have a couple of memories because pretty, uh, you know, I was thinking about. It. I mean, the par- uh, the castle is like the center of the park, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you know, it's like the heart. So all, a lot, really, a lot of your memories re- revolve around you know around the the castle, right. right? At Magic Kingdom. So a couple of memories I have is one sitting there with uh, with Jen and her family, my family, and you remember Jen? It was sort of it was raining. Remember it was raining, right? And then it said that, okay, the show's going to go ahead and it's going to start in like 15 minutes and it started raining. We're sitting in the rain and then it stopped raining and the show kind of happened. But we were sitting there soaked and like in our shoes, like our shoes are soaked, everything's soaked. You remember that? It had to have been a time that we were staying out there. Yeah, because that would have been a miserable trip home, huh? Yeah, it would have. Yeah. Uh, that was a memory, <laughs> you know, waiting out there. But we were so excited that we got to see the show because we were worried that we weren't going to be able to see the show. Right. <laughs> That's funny. I, I have a I have an addendum memory to add to this that you made me think of that. What's that? Go ahead. No, 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 no. Finish yours. Okay, so that's my my memories, you know, is uh and then another memory, of course, this I love watching the fireworks mm-hmm. from the rides. Right. So, you know, not too long ago I was on Big Thunder Mountain and you got to see the fireworks go off and that was really fun. And then one time on the people mover I got to see the fireworks. Even though the people mover is not that exciting of a ride, it was still to go ahead and be on a ride and be able to watch the fireworks. And for some reason, those memories stick out in my head the most, I would say, the two when I was able to kind of see the fireworks from the attractions. Um, but Jen, which which one are you talking about now? You were, it, It's making me think of weather. And it's it's easier, obviously, because my daughter is older um, to, you know, think of things that have to do with my son because he's younger. And I can't believe I didn't think of this earlier, but there was we were at a not so scary. It was my daughter's first not so scary Halloween party. So she had to have been three and she's 17 now. So um, we were waiting for the, the the show in front of the castle. There were villain show that's that was there for the castle. Mm-hmm. And um they talk about tearing the castle down in the show Mm -hmm. and she's, she's not one to like really kind of wholeheartedly believe, um, you know, everything that anyone tells you kind of thing, but she fell for that hook, line and sinker. And she was so upset, but not like upset, like crying. She was mad. (laughs) And so she was, so they, and the villains came down, you know, they would come down into the crowd after the show. (laughs) So she made me take her from the spot where we were sitting to wait for the the parade. She made me take her up to, I think it was the queen of hearts. And she's telling the queen of hearts 
off <laughs> at three about tearing down the castle and this poor character is just flinging her arms around like whatever and probably thinking what the heck is this but yeah i can't i just thought of that and that's like one of the that's greatest a good one that's a real good castle. one that's that's you know, that's disney magic right there man you know i was talking with sean farquhar mm-hmm. the, the magician saying that you know he was there with his um like a child you know like his best friends like family and they were on star tours and then he the they were they got off the ride and the boys looking up into the air and then Sean was like, Hey, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm looking I'm waiting for the next uh ship to take off. Mm. Like he legit thought, Aww. you know, he was the he that's Disney magic right there. He yeah. thought that it was actually happening. Right. So and that's a good example of it, you know, and that's that's the reason why we love Disney so much. Mm-hmm. Looking for a cool custom magic band? Check out magicyourband.com to specialize custom skins for your magic band. Choose from over 700 professionally designed Magic Band skins. Even create your own custom design, maybe with this his on it. The decals are durable, waterproof, and easy to apply. People will for sure come up and ask where you got your Magic Band from. Just tell them to head over to MagicYourBand.com and start creating today. Hey Alex, what'd you do in the world of Disney this week? Or do you have any Disney news? I have no Disney news. And I really didn't do that much in Disney this week. I'm gonna no? Say. No, I don't have a memory. don't have a week in Disney. I mean, I'm, I'm slacking fine. here. You need to start doing some Disney stuff. I know. We watched movies. I mean, did I mention Zombies, the movie, last time? Yeah, you did. We okay. talked about the zombie movie. We've watched that, like, probably three, four more times. Mm-hmm. Like, my daughter's obsessed with zombies now. Yeah. She wants she to be a zombie for Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, yeah, she loves Halloween. She wants to be a zombie for Halloween. She wants her hair to be green. Mm-hmm. She loves that movie. We're going to have to take her to Mickey's Not So Scary next year for sure. Oh, yeah. She'll yeah. love it. How about you, Jenny? Did you do anything World of Disney? You got any news for us? I don't think I have any news. Um, the only thing we did was uh, my son and I, I told you, I was texting you. My son and I watched a goofy movie, which we should have oh, done before yeah. we did the show a few weeks back. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but you know, and I was texting, I was texting Joe during, while I'm watching this movie. You know, it's a nice sit down. It was a, like a Friday night. It's just my son and I am like, let's, let's watch this movie. And it completely, it's totally you completely shifted your perspective now. And now I'm like siding with goofy and I'm that I know, parent. I, I feel you. that, that heartbrokenness that he feels I'm like, this is my movie. And I'm texting Joe. I can't believe I'm crying. I during told this you. Movie. <laughs> There's a Jen movie. I told you it's your life, you know? <laughs> so how did, how we did, did that. And then of course, huh? How did he like it? Nathan, uh, he liked it. Yeah. So um, he did. Um, And he's kind of, he's 11. And so he's kind of on that cusp of, you know, middle school, like, I'm too old to do this. But every once in a while, he'll, he'll sit down. And, you know, if it's a quiet Friday night, we'll do something like that. And um, he he said he enjoyed it. So and then, you know, our other big thing was trivia. You know, we we did that yesterday. That was that was fun. Yeah, and we had three winners. You know, one someone won a a tart warmer. You know, for the the, the wax melts from three chicky chicks. Uh-huh. Uh, someone won some awesome Disney towels that were. Uh, Jen, you what? It was like is that like Halloween themed Disney towels or Thanksgiving themed? They're like they're autumn. They're 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 autumn themed towels. So someone won some towels. Steve actually won towels, and then someone won uh, some wax melts. Or a wax melt from Three Chicky Chicks. That was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. We act- I actually just uh, got the Sander- Sanderson Sisters wax melt. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Really? Yeah, it's my favorite one. Yeah, it's like you're someone's baking, like, you know, cinnamon, uh, graham cracker crust stuff in your house, and it smells delicious. Yeah, so. 
Uh, Trisha, what, what have you done in uh, World of Disney this week, or do you have any news? Uh, we watched Mulan. Oh, oh what do you think? We we uh, we really liked it. Okay. Um, my niece has never seen it. Oh, she hasn't seen either. So okay. we actually had her watch the live action first. Oh, interesting. Uh, to kind of get a different perspective. So we're hoping to have her back over so we can watch the animated. What, we... I, I thought it was really good. Yeah, huh. that's that's awesome. Yeah, I've heard mixed I, things about it. I mean, I think it. it's you know it's. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. It was, I mean, it's an action adventure movie. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily what you always kind of see with the princess movie. So I, I liked that aspect of it. I liked that they, they told a story. They, you know, um, mm-hmm. the characters were all great. Um, there were moments that were funny. And um, so I, we, we, we really enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah. And that's one I'm, I'll watch when it comes out on Disney plus. Uh, well, you I'll have to watch pay, it. Yeah. Uh, but did you hear that they're thinking about releasing that Soul movie, the same way they did with Milan? That's cool. Yeah, I think that's one that I would. I so think it must I'll, have been successful. I guess. Yeah, I mean, we looked at it. I mean, for us to go to the movies is you know a forty dollar yep. minimum, and that's if we don't go crazy on the popcorn and milk beds. So it, it was it it definitely was cheaper than if we had gone to see a movie and we're like, you know, they need to make a little bit of money back. <laughs> Mm-hmm. the the investment that they made i mean the investment is a sunk cost so mm-hmm. um but yeah we it was i really liked it and i thought the music i love the way that they incorporated the soundtrack um, really? from the animated into this one they did it really it was you know beautifully nicely done um subtle and uh and also you know i kind of like the girl power stuff nice yeah to have you know i'm not getting saved by a man yeah for these princesses for sure um so i i played this new disney game it is called oh man i just had it up it's called uh shadowed kingdom right mm-hmm. it's not like an official disney game but i guess they have something to do with it um a little bit because the art's not really from disney i don't think but it's it was fun uh, we played it one time and it's an it was fun enough to make me be like oh i'm gonna go ahead and play again it's like a strategic type game. It's like a card game, and you have to go ahead and move cards, uh, you know, certain in certain patterns to go ahead and get cards out, and it was fun. Hmm. Yeah, so we got that card game. We played that on our anniversary. So, Trisha, thanks so much for coming on the show. I hope you had a good time. Is there anything you want to add or anything you want to say before you? How can we find you on Instagram? How about that? Uh, so I'm on Instagram uh, at notsoevil underscore Disney stepmom. And that's where I tend to spend most of my social media time um, where I like to post pictures of ducks hitting photo-cast <laughs> photographers in the head. And um, and I, I also post a lot of pictures of our new puppy. Uh, his name is Wally. And Wally. he's cute. And so I want to post a lot of pictures of him. Uh, but yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook at author Trisha Dobb. And then on WDW Magazine, you can search on my name on there. And uh, it's find my blog nice them. yeah awesome thank you again for coming on yeah thank you Absolutely. yes thank it you it was really fun yeah thank you it was it was a lot of fun talking talking cindy castle <laughs> <laughs> so that's the his on cinderella's castle i'm joe i'm alex i'm jen i'm trisha thanks for listening and have a magical week
Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHiz65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHiz.